Welcome to the Screen Scene Society podcast, where people who work in the film industry watch a film. <laughs> we should definitely keep that in. <laughs> so that is, um, wait, I'm going to finish what I was saying. Where people who work in the film industry watch a film or limited series and then gather to talk all about it. Uh, I'm Serena Furminger, and that's some indication about what kind of episode this is going to be yeah. today. Who are you? I am Christian Sloan, and I am calling this meeting of the Screen Scene Society to order. Thank God. Now, who is joining us today in the studio? Oh, oh, that would be, that would be Ben Cotton. Ben <laughs> Hello. Are you aware that you are a critically acclaimed actor whose many, many, many credits include The Bletchy Circle, San Francisco, Lawrence and Holloman, The Arrangement, Supernatural, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, The Killing, and Stargate Atlantis. Recently, as in within the last few weeks, you were seen on the big and small screens at 2020 Vancouver International Film Festival in... And here's the bad word, and Christian's son is in the room, so um, here we go. Fucking it. Idiots, <laughs> which was directed... Commit. Commit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to commit. <laughs> oh my God, I'm choking. It was directed by David Milchard, written by Chris Elgstrand, and featured Ben, Christina Sicoli, Stephen Lobo, and Sarah Canning as fucking idiots having a really weird day. <laughs> and might I say, dudes, that this particular film is most excellent. Oh, Whoa, nice! Interesting that you nice. should say that. Was that a was that a dope and luminous segue, fellas? <laughs> that was a beautiful. Segue. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, we saw Bill and Ted save the music. No, Jesus, face the music. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Behind saw, the music. Let me, let me let me take that again. We saw Bill and Ted face the music. Thirty-one years after Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, and twenty-nine years after their bogus journey, Bill and Ted returned to face the music. So long ago. The film is directed by Dean Pariseau. Uh, it's probably most famous for the excellent Star Trek parody uh, "Galaxy Quest," as well as directing on some of my favorite shows like *Good Girls* and Dirk Gently's *Holistic Detective Agency*. Right Ooh, tie-in. I know. Uh, the film is written by Chris Matheson, Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. They were the original writers for all three movies. They also cameo in all the films. I don't know if you guys caught them in the latest one. Uh, in this one, there are two demons who give the directions in hell. Uh, they're <gasps> referred to as Ugly Demon and Stupid Demon. <laughs> oh, look at you with the trivia. I know, they write themselves right into every, every movie. Awesome. Uh, I thought the film had an incredible cast. We've got the, uh, the very lovable Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, who is yeah. back on the silver screen after many years now working behind the camera, mainly in documentaries. Uh, I personally adored seeing Alex Winter back on screen. I was yeah. like, oh, it's so dope. Yeah, yeah, I thought he did a great job. Wait, have oh. we started the reviewing yet? No, not yet. I'm just, I'm just giving the background <laughs> on the film here. I'm just throwing my sidebars in my two Ooh, cents. Getting the extra time, eh, Christian? <laughs> uh, we also got Kristen Schell, uh, Samara Weaving, and Bridget Lundy Payne as Bill and Ted's daughters. Uh, William Sadler is back as death. Mm -hmm. And then we have Anthony Kerrigan, who is one of my breakout favorites from Bill Hader's Barry. Uh, he is uh, phenomenal in Barry. He's the uh, uh, alopecia guy. He's like no hair, no, no eyebrows. I haven't watched it yet. You haven't seen haven't Barry? Seen I, Barry. Yeah. I think you would adore that Barry. Okay, guys, guys yeah, yeah, yeah. is this the Barry podcast? This is this is the Bill and Ted podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, hey, we can give love to all avenues <laughs> yes. here. Um, <laughs> this film's been in development since 2010. Uh, it's one of the few to actually almost meet its theatrical date. Uh, here in uh, 2020. It was supposed to come out August 21st, and they managed to actually get it out. Right on. Um, <clears throat> I was thinking maybe before we dive into the actual film, Bill and Ted Face the Music, I would love to know what everyone's background in the film is. I know that maybe some oh. of you guys haven't seen it, which I found I actually found fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we'll, we'll start with you, Ben. But for me, I grew up with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And yeah. I was 15, I was 14 going on 15, 16 going on 17. So yeah. th these had a big, big impact. You yeah. were the target. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, when I reached out to you, I was like, I know you're a huge music guy. I knew you were yeah. like, you know what I mean? You live with the guitar and stuff <laughs> like that. And so uh, when you were like, oh, I've never seen him, I'm like, <coughs> Wait, what? I hadn't seen the Oh, original. I'm so glad he's here cuz I actually I have I have questions about that. Please, Ben. What did you what what was your history? I had never seen either I haven't hadn't seen the first one or the second, uh, let alone the third. So, um but you have seen the third. I saw the third. No, and I watched the first one uh day before yesterday. Oh, good. And then I watched uh um facing the music uh uh yesterday. Nice. And nice. uh yeah, they're great. 
What a, what a riot. Yeah. I mean, I just adore it. And hello, George Carlin. Oh, oh. yeah. Fun. No. A moment for George. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a riot. And thank you for the, to those movies for bringing us those guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, I think that's, that's kind of where Keanu blew up from isn't it yeah yeah really. absolutely yeah. There. well he had he had like a little bit in like river's edge and um uh he had a couple other sort of smaller parts pretty serious yeah. parts but, but this was like, but this ah, catapulted him this yeah. was whoa man <laughs> whoa. i will have a lot of dudes and excellence uh in this one so i have very similar uh story to christian like i i did i why i not only did i did I see these when they were released? But they were part of this, like, there were like 20 movies that Fox would always play on a Sunday afternoon when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they were, like it's just over and over. Like, Big Trouble in Little China was another one. <laughs> yeah. Last Action Hero, oh, True man. Lies. Like, it was like one of the the, the Sunday afternoon, like, they were sa Sunday afternoon films that I would yeah. end up seeing over and over again. Yeah. Um, and so to watch the, I actually, I was nervous to watch this film uh, because I well one I love the film so much and where they sit in my life mm -hmm. uh, and it can be hard when you go back and you you know and they're revisiting something yeah. um, I mean Star Wars right like that's you know like yeah. when they the Phantom Menace and then you know with the more recent ones like you know it can be very um, Heartbreaking. It can hurt. <laughs> it can hurt. There can be some pain. Yeah. Um, but and and then there's also the question that I had going in was like, um, is Keanu too famous for this anymore? You know, because when the films like you watch the those early films, when you watch them when they re were released, like Keanu wasn't a meme. There were no memes. You know, like <laughs> yeah. like it, he was. But now, you know, like with the Matrix and then John Wick and then the memification of Keanu Reeves. I was like, is he too famous for me to accept him as Ted? Mm. And I had, when I was watching it, uh, I kind of feel yes, I kind of <laughs> do, but it also, it didn't matter. No. It didn't matter no. because the film didn't end up being, yes, it was totally, it really appealed to all of my nostal nostalgia feels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't just like revisiting the best moments either. You know, like, Replaying yeah, they did. The hits, the yeah, hits album, it wasn't, re it was, yeah. because, you know, unlike, um, I don't know, like an Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull where they just throw in like a new generation and, uh, or what was that, like uh, the, the, fourth Die Hard or something that was just awful. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, just awful. Like, this one, it's like... that was number five. That was true garbage. But yeah. That's a five. Fifth, yeah. Die Hard of the Vengeance was three. Live for your Die Hard. And then... <laughs> was there uh, even a more recent there one? Was, there was one with Jai Courtney and Bruce Willis, like, just looks super bored. And yeah. the story's garbage and there's no relation. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, like... Like an well, Indiana no, Jones. Well, it just, yeah. well, it just sort of felt... I'm, now we're getting off topic, but I, for me personally, this is how we do it, though. Here, what, what was fun with like a character, like, and I'll, I'll tie it back to the characters. But one of the great <laughs> things about McLean was like he was destructible in that first movie. He's running across glass and he's in pain. Like he mm. felt like a human guy who was going through hell to try and achieve something. And yeah. I think in the towards the end, it's just Bruce Willis glowering at the camera, jumping off jets. Yeah, yeah, you know, got a like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like. Uh, but this didn't. This didn't no feel anymore, like that though, know? because what we had in this film. Now, I I also watched um, Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey in the last few days, and watching it through, like. And I have I've had to do this with early Star Wars as well, you know, and, and even with Goonies, which my my daughter is like, this this movie is awful. I'm like, how really? dare you? What? She, I'm batting zero in here. Yeah. I haven't seen a single movie you guys have referenced. Oh this is a three wow. Movies. Did you just arrive like from a pod in like you know 1997 and just like? I've seen the first Star Wars movie, the very first like, 1977. Yeah. yeah. That's it. No, but. Unlike those movies, like, but un like those movies have not aged very well as far as diversity and representation mm. and inclusion. So my yeah. daughter, who is growing up with super woke stuff, watched Goonies and was like, right. and I was so excited to show her. Yeah. And she's like, well, this truffle shuffle thing is fat phobic and they're making fun <laughs> of the Asian kid, you yeah, know, and like, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh gosh. And then she's like, and the girls are just like, there's the nerd it's and then there's the hot girl. But this was like, 
it was n- natural to to see a universe that included women, included people of color, and those two. What were the the actresses who played um who played the daughters? Uh, Samara uh, Weaving and uh, 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 what is it? Uh, Bridget Lundy Payne. Th- was- dude. They were excellent. <laughs> they were excellent. <laughs> they were luminous. Yeah, they were a lot of fun yeah. to watch. But I guess my question for you, though, is yeah. for you, Ben. That's um, me. Yes. <laughs> no one can see me, me pointing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pointing aggressively. Um, you know, because I, I'm really curious about you. You see, you saw the film uh, with almost fresh eyes, really. I mean, even though you saw Excellent Adventure, you saw it without the kind of the lens of nostalgia. You yeah, know, so yeah, how did yeah. it like for a lot what landed with me? I think would I would say like fifty five percent nostalgia. You know, like even George Carlin, Rufus, Rufus's character, yeah. um, honored so well, and they even had you know the little uh, th- clip he wore mm-hmm. on his top of his shirt in the first film. Yeah. Uh, his his widow was wearing on her on her uh, oh, right jacket on. and yeah. it was just it was such a like so there there were big callbacks nice and then there were nice things, little yeah. thoughtful things you know yeah. um that landed with me but you know like w- did it still land with this, this film like still land with you without having that background well it it still kind of triggered that nostalgia button because it was so big that I knew a lot of the jokes. I'd, you know, mm. yeah, I've seen clips of it here and there, and so there was stuff that I'd seen, and and there's just so many, um, you know, it was like it was like when you know when um, um, Ace Ventura came out, and and everyone was quoting Jim Carrey, and you know, <laughs> all righty then, and all of this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, for years you couldn't shut everybody. All the actors were like, yeah. And so it's the same with Bill and Ted. So there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff throughout the movie where I was like, <laughs> "There it is." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, so how, can I? Yeah, can I ask? Can I ask you, like, personally, like, how? Um, just from from myself as an actor too, like, when you were younger, like, if you were avoiding, if you're missing a lot of these movies, did you, you know what I mean? Some of these cultural so- touchstones like Star yeah. Wars and stuff like that. Yeah. Was that like a conscious choice as a kid, or was there was there other things that you were more into? Like, were you just not that? No. Just what? <laughs> were you not allowed? And we're going to get into some like yeah, serious yeah, I don't, I don't stuff. Be, I, don't I don't want to be locked in the basement <laughs> for sixteen years. <laughs> no television. I was Only raised by television, so um, yeah. yeah. I was too, but but um, I don't know. There came a point where I just I just didn't I didn't watch a lot of movies during that time. I don't know. It was there was no conscious choice. I just I guess I was just doing other things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's okay. We'll allow it, especially considering the art that you've <laughs> you've put out there. But what a gift it is for you to be it's able really to like fun, though, yeah. um to be able to experience all this stuff uh yeah. right now. Yeah. Um can we I mean we're jumping all over the place here. Uh, and I know Christian <laughs> wants some stuff that he wants to hit, but um what one of the things that I thought was so rad uh and the parallel too between the first the first film, mm-hmm. which kind of like you watch it now and you're like, that's kind of like a low budget film too. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the in the in the era it was released, that first film was you know very seems very low budget. Yeah. But then and then a parallel with that to this one was the journey of a Preston and a Logan going through history to collect. And I think you know to collect you know incredible people and i think that the musicians like the I, those <laughs> the people who played like Jimi hendrix and satchmo and and um wolfgang amadeus mozart like that was just <laughs> that guy it was awesome it yeah. was and the way was that they they so related to each other i thought that was like i think my favorite scene in the movie was when uh, Wolfie is inside, you know, and he's doing a little concert on his like harpsichord and he's playing out in like Ina Klein and Nox music. And then Hendrix is outside. outside, I thought that was like, that was, that's one of the favorite, my favorite things I've seen in like any film this year. That was just so, it was delightful. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, and I will say, I thought the song at the end though, and then they also get Kid Cudi in there, which is kind of crazy and amazing (laughs) and weird. Um, (laughs) The song kind of almost felt like, uh, you know, Tenacious D has a song called um, "This." It's like 
I don't know what it's called, but this line is, this is not the greatest song in the world. This is just a tribute. And it felt like the trip, or how like how the Monster Mash is about mm. the Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. It's not the actual Monster Mash. Like, that's how I felt about, like, the song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know yeah. what you guys think of all of the, <laughs> well, the presence almost, of music in the film, right? It almost gets meta because, like, when you have a movie about trying to create the best song Mm -hmm. I mean the whole movie you're waiting for (laughs) the best song in the world and now it's on the movie shoulders as well as the character shoulders to create the best song yeah and and, I mean I think that's an impossible feat how are you going to create a song that's going to unite the world but just you know but they did what they did they built a song that you know it builds and it you know yeah it was so loud maybe I'm just I'm just old now but I was like (laughs) they need to turn it like it was just that that was the it sounded chaotic Mm-hmm. You know, well, I that, know. that op- the opening scene where uh, uh, Bill's doing his uh, mouth, uh, well, <laughs> the mouth organ, and they're using the uh, Zephyr, like you know, they're at the wedding, oh, the theremin, yeah, the, the yeah, theremin, yeah. and the yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, I <laughs> thought, oh no, is that the way we're going with the music? <laughs> <laughs> huh. <laughs> hmm. Well, I, I that's I mean one of the. Th- themes I really dug about this movie was I you know it, it wasn't just a retread I mean there was an aspect of retread in terms of sending the daughters back to collect yes. historical sure. yeah. things but it, but it was fun it was enjoyable mm-hmm. the girls were awesome they were a lot of fun to watch playing like you know Bill and Ted uh, uh, you know and with their energy but smarter yeah so much smarter than their dads oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because they had what Bill and Ted didn't have, right? They had, like, the skills. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I really, like, I I liked, like I said, I, the, the impetus could have been to redo just the exact same, but they're like, well, this worked. Like, one of the questions I wanted to post, does this feel like a cash grab, or do you feel it, does it feel like a love letter to the fans? I personally would fall on more on the love letter to the fans, because it brought enough in, I, it addressed the fact that Bill and Ted are older, it really kind of started to explore that aspect of being in your 40s yeah. and you know 50s yeah. and maybe not achieving the dreams you know i don't i don't know about you guys but for sure like you know the perspective i had when i was 20 i was like i'm going to be like this and i'm going to do this yeah. and then the reality when you get here is a little different yeah. and you're like yeah. and i really thought that they adjust your expectations yeah right. i think they could have even uh, leaned a little more like i would have loved like maybe another lip polish on the script because I thought they really got so close mm-hmm. on so many things on sort of touching on that, but they kind of like defaulted back to fun, which again, this yeah. was this was great as a movie that's not even 90 minutes. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, just a lot of fun <sighs> shit comes at you at the screen and yeah. you're kind of like, it's over before you know it and you're like, that was great. Yeah. We actually yeah. talked yeah. about this in, when yeah. Ben yeah, was exactly. on the YVR Screen Scene podcast to talk about fucking idiots. Like, because <laughs> fucking idiots is a 90, 87 minute movie. There's something so joyful. Yes. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's 90 minutes. Yeah. You know, like well, you can you watch just, it and then like go move on with your life. Yeah. I love that. I, I just love that, you know, in the first one there were little bit, little scenes where you're just like, well, that first of all, both films must have been just a dream for a costume designer, right? Oh, like, oh yeah, and for set deck and all of that. Like, oh, what a crazy! Didn't scene. it make you nost- like watching the first one? Yeah. Didn't you just want to go to the mall, but not the mall how it well, is now? What, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, there were there were little scenes where, like, you know, he's got I can't remember which character it was, or maybe it was all of them when they they go to the mall, and Alex is like, "Over here is Sears," and doo doo, and there's scenes that like. A lot of scriptwriters would just cut out because they're not they're not pushing the plot forward. They're not pushing yeah. anything forward, you know. It's just we're just doing this scene to have a laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. which means that they organized a shoot day at a mall at a location <laughs> with background and with all stuff and I'm assuming I've shot in a mall before you gotta do it at night. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, they, they've gone at two in the morning to shoot this scene with forty people for background and all that. And it's a 12 second scene that doesn't have anything to do with the plot I thought ah, I like that yeah, yeah. that felt yeah. good it's that nice. window it's into just, hey we're gonna throw another joke at you and another one and another one it's well, that's, great I mean that's that's the thing too is this movie feels uh, of another time in some ways too because I just sort of I feel like you know I love some of the TV and the film that I'm watching right now but mm-hmm. we live in a very dystopian uh, era of film and TV <laughs> I'm literally talking to you through th- two pieces of plexiglass <laughs> <laughs> But but I mean I I sort of 
I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like so much of our media today that we digest, whether you know it's the boys, I mean anything that's coming out of HBO, Lovecraft Country, um, you know, so much of, of of what sort of is mainstream and and, and embraced now has darkness. Even the comedy generally typically are pretty, pretty dark. dark comedies uh-huh. and like this was in, in many ways like a breath of fresh air to watch a couple idiots who genuinely love each other which is another point i want to touch on sure. two idiots that genuinely love each other uh have sort of minimal conflict i mean that you know they got to save the world in space time but, <laughs> in reality but, yeah sure. but, but you know, you know. <laughs> there was but there was it's there's just a real joy to this kind of low stakes fun you know like when i think back to one of the my favorite comedy is this Wedding Crashers. Mm. And that movie has like a 15 to 20 minute masterpiece opening where you're just like, at the end, you're like, yeah, pumping the air. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, yeah. show me more, yeah. right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's kind of low stakes mm-hmm. and it's fun and there's permission to laugh. And, yeah. you know, um, I haven't seen fucking idiots, but but I'm like, I'm, I'm struggling to think of like media today where, you know, like the boys is funny. Mm-hmm. But it's like dark ass it's dark, humanity yeah. is. Oh, Umbrella Academy's like yeah. that. I mean, I'm, frankly, though, all this stuff, so much of the stuff I've watched during the pandemic, I is absolutely what you're describing. It's like Motherland, Fort Salem, yeah. and The Order, and Warrior <laughs> Nun, and like, and Umbrella Academy, and yeah. and Ratchet, and I'm like, dude, like this is all so heavy. And so watching this film, it felt like it was it was a little out of step with the kind of stuff I've been putting into my face recently. But, I mean, do you think... And I loved it. I, I saw, an, I saw an, uh, a writer was breaking down. He's like, I'm, you know, he was like a sci-fi guy and he'd written a ton of like dystopian stuff. And he's like, yeah. he's like, I honestly think that we're mainlining so much media that is so dark that it's actually like laying into our perspective that mm. we as humans Absolutely. are like dwelling and yeah. living in a dark place and that is also a bit self-perpetuating as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't know like if you want to speak to that but well, I mean what do you what do you like what do you consume like I'm just I'm curious like I know I'm, I don't well, mean to pester you about watching movies when you were a kid and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that but I'm curious like you know like again you know I'd love to come back to the aspect of music as well maybe yeah. tie it into the music cuz I think like music one of the lo- themes I love, and I didn't, I felt like they were trying to get there, but I mean, music is a great unifier. Mm-hmm. Like music makes my day better. Yeah, like if too. I put on music in the morning or play a little music, like no. it lifts my spirits, and yeah. I, I get the vibe that you kind of live there too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I have headphones on all day. <laughs> I'm listening to music <laughs> the entire time, and I and it's especially as an actor too. I mean, I guess this isn't hasn't have anything to do with Bill and Ted's, but oh, no, just, but I, just the, the 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 power that music has to put you where you want to be, or to help you be, in, you know, to be a, to be in a place to start from anyway for the work, is is so amazing, you know. Well, you, I find you like can sometimes yourself with it, yeah, you know, depending on what you pick. Well, even with because like I spend a lot of time with my son, mm-hmm. and you who know, sings the Screen Scene Society theme song. He does. We're, we're getting him early in the yeah. booth. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be one of those stage moms. <laughs> Did you say the lines right? <laughs> Did you say them right? No. Back like in the a box cigarette with dangling you. from your mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you say the line? You're like the mom from Goonies. Oh, oh my god! From the train. But uh, yeah, like I find too, like you know, some dark mornings, frazzled mornings. If I throw on Fleetwood Mac, I can yeah. see you, Killian, just sort of brighten up, and you yeah. know what I mean. Like it's yeah. a mood change. Like you, sometimes you need the softened edges. Sometimes mm-hmm. you want to get jacked up, and you know, I assume it's probably the same for you. But I, for me, for yeah. sure, as I choose characters, you know, when I I listen to music, um, and and like I sort of attach. When I was doing black tapes, I decided he loved yacht rock. So yeah. all I would listen to was like Christopher uh, uh, sailing and yeah, uh, Christopher, Christopher Cross is sailing and stuff. And so like I was like, no, this is where this guy lives. This, this is, is what is, he, yeah. this this yeah. late seventies stuff is what he loves. Oh, it's and so, so weird. I would I listen to that in the car all the way. Never would have thought he even liked music. I know, but that's the thing, right? Like huh. I picked it because it was sort of the era that he grew up in. That's what yeah. he heard from his parents. His parents disappeared, yeah, sure. so we latched onto it, and that's what gives him peace. And yeah. you know, so I I, I wow. assume sort of that is a I hot do, tip I, for fans of the black tape my mind's blown look up yacht look up yacht rock on apple music and you'll be right there you'll be right in right there i actually asked a a showrunner to make a playlist for me oh cool i just thought if you're if you're if you're at all inclined i'd love to hear what you think this guy listens to and it was great he sent me back like 20 songs and was it in line with where you were placing the character 
at that point? Um, or did it affect it at all? Yeah, it did affect it. It, it. Yeah, it showed me where he was coming from. And and kind of more importantly, it opened up the conversation between us. Yeah. You know, like it, it did help me, but it also just opened him and I up to the conversation, which I think was more of the point. That's awesome. Yeah. Can we talk about Keanu and uh, <laughs> Alex Winter, but Keanu? Um, and that that idea that I had at the beginning. Well, I mean, Alex Alex Winter is a very accomplished documentary he filmmaker. Yeah. Um, Keanu is a meme, you know, and no, he's not just a meme, but he's also like incredibly private, mm -hmm. you know, and. Uh, he exu I mean, that's why you know, like just seeing him, you know, it, like it's just brings makes a lot of people feel very protective, yeah. you know. And well, he's managed to remain in our minds a very kind person. He's yeah. managed to be a guy that you're like, mm, he's all right. Yeah, he's nice. The only stories you hear about Keanu is him giving up his seat on the subway for somebody. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, exactly. It's exactly. like him doing really kind things, and so yeah. you know that coupled with the roles that he plays and the way he understands how to it's, uh, say, like with John Wick, you know, like he he understands that subtle wink that has to be in there of taking it super seriously, but understanding that this is kind of a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. This is supposed to be funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's so good at that. And well, I completely interrupted you. That's you okay. That's, I don't know where beauty. I was going. I just wanted to say Keanu's name a bunch and said that one of the things that was, but one of the things that was so joyful for me mm -hmm. watching it, especially because he is so famous yeah. and we are so protective about him, of him, is mm -hmm. looking in his eyes and seeing, and Alex Winter's eyes, frankly, and seeing the twinkle mm -hmm. of them having so, much, so fun. much fun. Even when they are interacting with future versions of, them, of themselves who are <laughs> not having the best days ever. I, and I gotta say, of all <laughs> oh, of those, my, oh my favorite, um, oh God, it's hard to choose a favorite, uh, but I like this, the jacked up prison versions. They were awesome. The, I love the great. Dave Grohl house ones. Though. They were amazing. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. my God. Can we, put, can we thank Dave Grohl for sure? Going up in the yeah. film. Oh man. There's another guy that you just how do you not love Dave Girl? Yeah. yeah. So Ted, like, you're drinking too much. <laughs> Shut up, man. But they were like clearly like I feel like there's a part of me that believes that they made this the, the reason they wanted to make the film they started working on it again is just because they really like each other yeah. and they wanted to like have the experience together you know like I hope so. just give, give, yeah you hope so so like give, give me like what you saw and what did you see in their eyes wouldn't that be awful if they just hated each other <laughs> oh. Oh. we find out in a few years that they what they a fucking just, asshole yeah I hate that guy son of a bitch I just needed the money <laughs> well I, that's the thing is I, this movie doesn't feel like it was even really made to make money. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mean, like, obviously, somebody is hoping they would make money. I got to say also sure. throughout, I got to say, like, the, the nostalgia factor of seeing the Orion uh, yeah. logo at the top with that, yes. with that, that so O-roll with the stars. I was like, oh. oh. That was oh. so great. That yeah. made my day. I watched it twice. I backed it up. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> the graininess of it all, yeah. too. Was that a yeah. purely nostalgic thing, or is no, the, was Orion back in the game think, that way? I think they're um, sort of resurrected. Somebody owns it, and yeah, I think that yeah, they're yeah, sort yeah. of putting it on old movies oh, and letting them. It. Yeah, well, but I was super, super on board oh. for that. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I sort of I, this movie feels like a love letter mm -hmm. through Keanu and Alex Winter. I you get the vibe they were like, no, we just want to hang out, do this. Give a button, and and again, just I have think a fun time. Yeah, and yeah. as an actor too, like holy shit! I mean, they got to do so many fun things. Like like I said, playing the two year old versions of themselves, the five years yeah. old. You know yeah. what I mean? All those aspects were like a blast mm -hmm. to watch. Um, yeah. Could oh, were you gonna say something? Ben? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, can we like? Cause I I have kind of feeling that I know uh, that how we feel on recommending it to others. Um, the film is not perfect, mm -mm. however. Oh. You know, so I'd be interested in hearing what you think some of the um, the weakest points might be, you know, or something that they could have worked on. I mean, from my perspective, I definitely think, I mean, it's, it's funny because the script's kind of a mess. Like if we were... <laughs> 
No, I mean, you know, they've had a long time to work on it. And yeah. I love where they take the characters and I love what they give the characters to do. Um, I'm a big sci-fi nerd. I love like a great like time travel story. And yeah. I love things tied in a bow. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at the end, the end beat where they're like, oh, just give everybody instruments, man. Uh, spo- <laughs> spoilers. Um, but, you know, they jump through parallel dimensions and hand everybody an instrument. And they're like, everyone plays music, And when man. we say everyone... We mean everyone. Yeah. Can we talk? Yeah. 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 Spoilers now. Yeah, we're we're diving into spoilers right well, now. Well, I think that. Although, how how can again? Although I feel that's like, not really I feel a plot like, point. That's not something that will ruin them. No. Yeah. And I really don't think if you're watching this movie for the plot points. Yeah. You're probably watching I, it for the wrong. I reason. really need to see how this all turns out. The long-awaited, yeah. you know, end of the trilogy. Please. Well, it's funny when we did Tenet, we're sitting there and Episode we're like, three. I don't think we can spoil this movie because we can talk about it ad nauseum, and you'll still be like, it's so labyrinthian that you'll be like, I, what are what are these people talking about? Unless you see the film. Yeah. Um, and with this one, I just sort of feel like it's so paper light and so fluffy and fun that you know you're really going to watch it for the experience versus the plot so well, if three if, quarters of the people watching it are probably really high let's yes, be honest yes like, you know yeah that yeah. would be I, I do think that would probably be the optimum way to watch it I mean, you know. if, if i was going to recommend i would say for sure how they wrote it i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> i think for me the weakest point if i have to choose some weak points um Okay, when I, I need Keanu's hair brushed out of his face, but I need that in all the movies because I just want to see his face. Um, but also, I feel like there was, I mean, what did you say? It was 31 years since the original and then 29 years. And yeah. we're supposed to accept that these two dudes have had zero growth, like zero, like like emo- no emotional growth, intellectual growth. You know, they're they are still sitting there, you know, saying we love you and, you know, our hearts like to their wives, you know, um, like I just thought that was where I was like, man, I would have loved to see, you know, because we know that Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves have, you know, had lives, you know, and their and their me- medieval princesses have also, you know, grown from, you know, being the damsels <laughs> in distress. To, yeah, they definitely got a you short know, I, I just would have liked a little bit more, I don't know, just to see like how the last 29 years have been for Bill and Ted. Yeah. And that's me grasping at straws yeah, for because, criticism. Yeah, because overall I just kind of think like I love the flaws that are there. I love it where it's lo-fi. I love it where it's like the effects. The effects are, you know, decidedly better in the in the more recent one than yeah, the so old much ones. Better. <laughs> but I kind of loved how they haven't changed at they all. They haven't changed, and they weren't. The, the effects were pretty good, but they weren't like, you know, new sci-fi budget movies. No, no, you know, no, it wasn't no. any of that, and I don't think they were trying to do that. Like, I, I kind of appreciate that they were like, yeah, let's make it sparkle. Let's make the thing, you know, like, yeah, do some goofy stuff. I don't know. I, I didn't. I was happy with the whole thing. I mean, it's it's hard to nitpick a film like this because it's wearing its heart on its sleeve. Well, it's yeah. so much fun, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, but I'll stab that like... heart with my dagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I do feel like the the princess has kind of got a short shrift. Uh, you know, I mean, they've been such an integral part in every movie. They kind of tend to be like, oh yeah, you know. and and they are both. I mean, also but, obviously not the original actresses no, at no, all. They've, they've been different every film. They they've been different every <laughs> film. The originals are like we're born. I think the, these ones were born like they were young teenagers when the first film mm-hmm. came yeah. out. They did uh, they did have some of the same uh, actors, actors come yeah. back like Missy. That's the same. That's yeah. the same Atrix, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, Amy, and also, Ted's dad. Yeah, yeah, and then and Ted's then Ted's dad. dad. Yeah. That was awesome to see. He's him. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy that he did it. I was yeah. so happy he was there. Well, that's the thing, and it's fun. Like, it, that's you could you could nitpick like when he gets blasted. Why does his SWAT truck go down to hell? Yeah. Does the SWAT truck have a soul? You know, but but you don't give it. You're just fun. like, yeah, screw it. You know, fine. this is this is fun. And yeah. then I love like little the little moments where you know you see the robot there, and, and then they leave. And maybe the, I don't know if that might be the writers in that cameo. Where the, I can't remember if that was them or not, but they were like. Well, that's weird. There's a robot in hell. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Like, that's that. <laughs> yeah. That little, was awesome. Little yeah. moments where you're like, eh, the movie winks at its own self. Like, yeah. it shout out to that robot too, to Dennis. How awesome was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 Anthony. That's Anthony Kerrigan okay. from Barry. And uh, oh, he's oh, funny. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Again, I don't want to turn into a Barry love fest, but you should just really. Are, will, are you yeah, familiar with the pitch? 
Yes. Yeah. 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 They, what, as, what is as the act, pitch? So, so, lay it on for the audience. Uh, Barry basically is a retired hitman who decides he wants to become an actor. <laughs> and, and it's I've got, come across a few of those. Oh that's too, actually. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I, and I have to say, like, the. It absolutely nails the self-centeredness of actors and yeah. the, uh, you know what I mean, like and and but as well as sort of capturing the broken hearts and and yeah. the the kind of people that are attracted to the biz. Yeah. So I find it <laughs> while also being <laughs> savagely hilarious and uh, Anthony Kerrigan in it uh, is sort of this hitman. <laughs> I mean, it's almost a whimsical heightened reality. Yeah. But but the cast is uniformly good. The Fonz mm. is in there. Taking the piss, he's the acting teacher, or Henry yeah. Winkler. Henry Winkler. Oh my God, he's savagely funny. Everyone That's is great. savagely funny. It's a great, like twenty-five minute to half hour show that I would highly recommend. But Anthony Kerrigan awesome. has a breakout, breakout performance in it, and Can, I adore him in it. I'm right wondering. On. Because we we all love this film, even mm-hmm. though I have stabbed it a little bit, but I think you got to be a bit critical, you yeah, know. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, something yeah, where okay. I'm like, mm, okay, I'm just accepting they haven't changed. But you know, what if it was announced? So we agree, this film is awesome, and it's like a, a just like a warm hug right now. What if it was announced that they were gonna, in like a year or two, release a fourth one? Like, I, how would you feel about that? You know, and there, and the, and that Keanu and Alex were going to come back. You know, and and because um, like I could I could see them being like, this is very successful and we love it. Um, let's tell the story, but with the daughters being centered. Mm-hmm. You know, like how would you feel about about that? Because I'm like, I don't want them really to. I I go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think it sort of is a great button. I don't know. Did you guys stay till after the end credits? Did you watch the yeah. end credits roll? Yeah. And they have, there's this beautiful little moment, and it's a theme I actually wanted to touch on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this beautiful little moment where the two of them are like old guys, and they're like, "You dead yet? No. <laughs> I, I want to do something." And they get up and shred, and it's like just two yeah. old guys, old buddies beside each other shredding, and it li- literally like brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm like, it's two, yeah. you know. I want to give you a you shoot your thing but I want to sort of talk about that as well yeah. it's just a bigger theme on the film that I adore that I don't think I would want to see a sequel to I mean would you Ben yeah. want to see it eh, I mean I because I enjoyed the movies I'd be like well I'll watch it I'll see you know <laughs> yeah. if you want to do it I'll watch it because I love them you know they're great yeah. um, but I but it is kind of you know I think it I would I would think it would be reaching a bit. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> they've done a nice thing here. And it's very current, right? Everybody wants to do like a nostalgic sort of turn. You've got Cobra Kai is hugely popular right. and all of that. Right? Are, are you watching it at all? Yeah. It's yeah, I just started so season two and it's good. so good. I'm like, I, I heard it and heard it and heard it. And I'm like, no, no. And now I'm like, oh, oh I'm addicted, man. It's so good. And Billy Zabka, I mean, I know, I love, I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. So, I love the whole thing. And I love the fact that it doesn't, like Karate Kid was n- not a comedy, and not that this is, but this has that wink to it. Oh, it's got a shit ton of comedy. It knows what it is. It yeah. knows that it's sort of making fun of itself in a way, and, and, and the way that they write for Ralph Macchio. Brilliant. It's so perfect. It, it, it's it's great. Well, anyway. I like. I kind of love seeing this evolution in art because mm. Karate Kid was very black and white. <laughs> here's the good guys. Yeah. Here's the bad guys. Yeah. And now what and we have. And here's the love theme by Peter Cetera. Yeah. Oh my. Oh. Fuck. I'm all. I'm all on for Peter Cetera. <laughs> totally. Um, but like a knight in shining armor from a long time, time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was safe. Go ahead, go ahead. Take you to my castle far away. Oh, oh my God. And then we're shredding. I know. <laughs> but but what I love is like it's it feels like we're seeing a, a maturity happen in art because in the 80s we lived in this black and white era. And you know, I'm wondering if that art is starting to imitate how I'm hoping that the evolution of hu- humanity too, right? Because we were like, yep. Karate Kid's the hero. This guy's guy's this guy's the the bad guy. And now, really, we're seeing the shades of gray, and we're seeing Mm. the walk behind the carpet. And I mean, it's such a it's such a beautiful evolution with this show, right? Like when I heard it was like on YouTube, I'm like, (laughs) you know. But but then enough people were like, no, you gotta check this out. And and I love the heart that's happening there, and Mm -hmm. the complexity, and the getting old, and there's no black and white anymore. You know. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that for for me anyway, one of the first shows, shows that I saw that started to break that apart, that 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 black and white view of the world was The Wire. 
Mm. It was one of the first times for me where I was like, oh, we don't, I don't know which side we're on. We've got, we've got really the inside perspective of both sides. It's just wonderful. And I think that's now sort of become a lot more the norm where, you know, we can have a bad guy, but we're going to get to know why he does what he does. Yeah. So that you're faced with the challenge, which is, I think, cool. That's yeah. oh, what yeah. art should do is make you. Yeah, and this well, film didn't even have a have a bad guy yeah. per se. You know, well, they had a ticking clock, and they had something yeah. in in front of them. You know, yeah. the like the earlier film, or at least the the bogus journey had a definitive like. Yeah, and the film suffered dude. a little bit yeah. from it. Demon, yeah. Demonolist, I, I can't. But I felt it like it didn't need. Like one of the things I love about this movie is there's no real. You know what I mean? It's just these guys trying to achieve something positive. Yeah. You know, and they're working against time. and Even the evil robot. Interesting trick. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting trick because the people that, that you know, the, uh, again, I don't want to give too much away, but there is somebody who decides that the best idea is to kill Bill and Ted, right? Yeah. So there is kind of somebody who's against them in a way, but even, even with that, it's not dark. It's not evil. It's yeah. just, this is probably the best solution. To Even save though, reality in time. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And but this woman or this person, this woman that it's was a, a woman. group of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well there was a few of them, but yeah, there's a woman who kinda decides they should be killed. And uh you know, even her outcome in the end is still um She learns, right? Well she learns and also also ultimately she would like them to succeed with the music. But she doesn't think they will, so therefore killing them is the next best thing because it'll Save, yeah, yeah, save the universe. Save things, right? Yeah. So even that, even the even the dark part of that movie that one, that's the enemy for them is kind of on their side. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. So light. Well, that's the thing is like I think that's what sort of saves because so many other franchises that they sort of try to resurrect. Mm -hmm. I think you know like <clears throat> whether you're making Son of the Mask or Ace Ventura with a little kid or what you know like mm -hmm. so much of it feels like a, a bullshit <clears throat> cash grab. Did somebody do that? Ace Ventura with the kid? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, they did Son of the Mask, I think, with like Jamie Kennedy. And, you know, <clears throat> I don't know why. Maybe just because you mentioned the Ace, Ace Ventura. Yeah, but, yeah. but it, those sort of. I love the mask. They're like, we'll bring in. Introducing we'll, we'll, we'll Cameron Diaz. Oh, I mean, she was phenomenal. <laughs> She's fantastic. But, but this doesn't. Yeah, like that's why I think. I have love for this film because mm -hmm. I mean, it could have gone a shitty cash grab. Oh, here's another ancient franchise that we can resurrect and we'll mm -hmm. pump in whoever we'll yeah. throw two dudes in you know again I love yeah. the fact that it was daughters because they were like we could have thrown two dudes in and they'll be like they'll be the new Bill and Ted and we'll have Keanu and Bill like pop up you yeah. know yeah. And, so, and, I, and it felt like an honest evolution I mean again I, I want to dive into this little theme too because this is just sort of close to my heart as well like one of the things I really adored about it like you, you talked about Sabrina about um about them not really evolving necessarily, and we sort of see them as best buds. But <clears throat> I really loved it because it's, you know, modeling behavior that men don't really have permission to do. Mm. I think that, like, you know, I'm just looking at my father's generation, and I'm looking at, you know, his friends were work friends, and that was okay by society. But, you know, by the time he sort of hit his 40s, and most of my friends, fathers as they hit their 40s and 50s yeah. those friends sort of fell away it was all about the work you go home to your wife your kids and all of a sudden i'm seeing a ton of lonely men at like 60s and mm -hmm. 70s mm -hmm. and 80s yeah. who don't have friends who don't have a social network who are feeling depressed you know if the wife passes they're all alone they're sitting in a home <laughs> and and one of my favorite things that just sort of warms my heart uh, with this movie is like the permission granted for two men to like just absolutely love each other. Yeah. Now, I know <clears throat> we had a problematic moment in the 1989 film where they embrace one another and then use a slur that uh, yeah, is I mean, no longer... Yeah, can't say that anymore. Yeah, no, yeah that different. happened in Bogus Journey as did well. They, did they drop it in Bogus Journey as well? Yeah, the they're uh, the evil, the evil robots as they throw them off the cliff oh, and they, they say that they love them. Yeah, he, they, they're, yeah, they use the... Well, that's, a, that's the thing. Is like I was wondering if as if you hadn't seen because you hadn't seen it mm -hmm. was that a shocking moment were you like whoa holy shit no i mean it, it wasn't so much that it was shocking i mean you certainly watch it and you go oh okay well that you can't do that now or yeah. that that wouldn't fly um but uh, you know in the context of the time yeah i mean I, I remember that. it was pe pe slung all around people said it and and it was like 
I don't know. I mean, it was representative <laughs> of of how things were. Totally, you yeah, know, it's it's of its time. At that, at that moment, it was okay to throw that kind of thing in a movie. It was a laugh. It was a gag. It was, a gag. A, it yeah. was funny. What, what would now be considered hate speech? Yeah, I guess you yeah. know. Um, 100%. At the but I, I think at the time, I mean, when we were kids, we said those words, and and it was like we never meant them with any malice. It was always in the context of being light. Yeah, which. So I don't know. I mean, I guess at the at the for its time, you're like, eh, it's, well, it's it's still. Not. I I appreciate I appreciate that they like, and we're and we're talking about the earlier movies now. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate like the reminder. Like I, I don't mind. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. So we have we have, we we have, have an extra special. We have Killian in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's the representing the future generations. <laughs> yeah. But like you can't like I. Uh, side need, note. Killian loved it. I showed yeah. him Bill and Ted's <laughs> Excellent Adventure yeah. and Bogus yeah. Journey. Yeah, and yeah. then he watched Bill and Ted face the music with me last Loved night. It. And like sat, like rapped, was yeah. like fully engaged. So it was fun to watch like a four-year-old like adore these yeah. movies. And yeah. then he was talking about Bill and Ted all the morning. And yeah. Yeah, yeah but with regards it, to those early like it's I think it's good to to remember we it's good to sit with that discomfort. It's yeah. a good reminder. Like if if it's not included, like if it's edited out of that art. How are we going to remember it? Yeah, you know? no, you know? should. I think we should leave it. Leave yeah. it. Leave, leave it as it, it is, and, and contextualize it. When, like when I watch it with my kid, yeah. like, and we talk about, yeah. you know, start the conversation. Start the conversation. I like. I like it because you can look at these movies and you can you can see that they've. It's a decidedly light film. All of them, mm-hmm. right? Like they're they're not there to push any buttons, and so it really shows you that in that context, in that time, like overall, the film is not trying to offend anybody. It's trying to be a light comedy for young folks and whatever, so it really shows you like at, at that point that was kind of okay. Yeah. In a weird kind of <laughs> really <laughs> strange way. But yeah. I mean I mean I think you and I are similar age, right? Yeah. And we definitely I remember that getting that and a few others getting slung around the playground sure. with you know. And now I don't know, like I said, it was just funny watching it with Killian and being like, Whoa, oh right, that moment. Okay, so that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't use that word anymore. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. it's like what Disney does with their like on yeah. Disney Plus, right? They put a little yeah. disclaimer before some things where it's like, yeah, are, yeah, yeah there's a there's non-consensual kissing of a sleeping person in this one, yeah. or you know, this <gasps> yeah, representation yeah. of women yeah. as you know, or of of indigenous people, yeah. or of you know, yeah. Yeah. But I feel, of Middle I Eastern feel people. Like, like I like yeah. seeing that. I yeah. feel like yeah. editing it out would be a mistake. Yeah, like. Yeah, you might as well we, burn books. We, yeah, well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. To a certain you know, degree, I how think. How far off? How far are we before we're like, no, we well, can't it's, read? It's like what's going on with residential schools and things like that as well. Like, are we just going to literally whitewash that history? Yeah. Like, I think we need to yeah. embrace exactly, all the flaws yeah. so that we know how far we've come. Yeah. Versus being like, no, no, it was, we've we've always been great, nice yeah. people. No, like, erasing it and and canceling it is is the surefire way to repeat it. Yes, yes, and they didn't exactly, repeat it you know, in exactly. this one. And if anything, I think. It was so wonderful to feel as as a woman, as a person of color, to watch this film and to be like, I exist in this universe, yeah. and I didn't in the other ones, except yeah. maybe shopping in the mall, you know. But like, I <laughs> right. exist in this one, and and it's organic, and it feels it feels good. Like it yeah. just and because they didn't, it's not like they they said any awful words or there was you know no. any kind of like toxic masculinity in this film yeah. you know really if anything like all the growth that needed to happen in the last 29 years mm-hmm. happened in the film yeah. you know yeah. so and i even like the thing that i was critical about i even like it's fine we got can to I see can i ask it. you as a as a as a person of color have you always looked at films uh, and thought I'm, I'm not represented there. or i'm not is yes, it all, absolutely. all your life it's been like all my life in your mind thinking that yeah way? Once I started interacting with other people, when I'm in my when I was in my house as a very young child, yeah. not aware that my parents were different colors, not aware that right. that I was different, then I step outside though, and it's pointed out to me, and then I'm taking in media, and yeah. I'm like, I I didn't exist, you know, yeah, yeah. and and so when you st- and then you start seeing, you know, and then you're like, oh, I exist on The Simpsons, but I'm voiced by a white guy, and I'm the <laughs> I, I run the convenience store, or I exist in um, batteries not included, but I'm played by a white guy with a really right. bad accent, you know. So oh, yeah. always, you know, both as as a as a woman, you know, who loves sci-fi, who loves yeah. action, you know, um, a lot of the films I would just be like. Like disappointed, but 
I didn't have the expectation that I was going to be in them. Right. You know, and right. and one of the reasons that I ended up loving sci-fi so much is that a lot of visions of the future featured these like ethnically ambiguous aliens or right. you know even like you know Marina Sirtis from Star Trek Next Generation yeah. who's Greek she plays a, a betazoid, yeah. you know, and she's like dark and she had an accent. I'm like, oh, she kind of, we kind of, we kind of like, yeah, she's kind of, you know, but now you actually have, you have characters who, you know, whose parents are like from the diaspora mm -hmm. who, who've grown up here, you know, so it's, it's a journey, you know, yeah. but it's, and I'm very relieved that, you know, my kid is growing up, you know, there was a, yeah, like there's a D Disney plus uh, had, um, I think it was a Toronto shot children's or like teen movie that was called um the secret society of second born royals you know and it was like it was it was about like you know prince harry was actually like uh, was born with like superpowers you know <laughs> but and and like awesome. all the second born royals are there to like save the world mm -hmm. but the lead the lead uh, girl um she's i she looks just like my daughter her mother is i think indonesian yeah. the the dad who we don't see but was apparently white you know mm -hmm. and so my kid is watching movies you know yeah. of like of these you know of young women yeah. who look like her yeah, you good. know and it's that's like good. so it feels it feels good that she doesn't have to think that that's even special yeah you know that yeah. she just gets to see herself on the on the screen so you know i and i've only been more aware of it in the last few years well because it's become a public discussion right? it's, it's a public discussion common, and yeah. also just watching stuff with my kid mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. is it's just watching her watch it yeah. you know it has been pretty magical yeah, right. yeah. I, mean, I definitely see the the perspective shifting as well like and there's an active and and we're due like for me personally, like, uh, I'm we're due for some stories that aren't told by straight white males. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of the things I think I talked about it before, but one of the things I adored about storytelling and filmmaking was when they would show me a world I had no understanding of, right. and and I wanted to dive into those stories right. and 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 sh let me learn. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and and I sort of feel like. You, now finally there is this sort of permission and there's an active change like a societal change is yeah. happening yeah, yeah we need to push for yeah. it yeah it, so that it doesn't it, that it's not like a big thing when it happens anymore exactly exactly you know? like yeah we need to get to the point where we just don't even have to yeah know, talk like about oh my god there's a trans character that's amazing there should just be trans yeah. characters Ex exactly you know yeah. it's coming <laughs> it's coming it's coming. coming it's coming and like you know well it's here killian what do you yeah. think yeah. <laughs> well i i mean i even see it right like working in the business too right like the yeah. way um you know we ben and i get breakdowns every week yeah. and with the way that those breakdowns are happening and the characters they're searching for the the the, the needle has shifted like they are actively searching out Different perspectives and, yeah. And, yeah. and and different vibes and like hallelujah. Which and is they did that. They cool. clearly yeah. did it in this film though, yeah. because you yes. see like they are, they arrive in the future and like the council of women are like it's a council <laughs> of women, <laughs> yeah, you know, awesome. and yeah. and from yeah. all you know, representing an array of future people, yeah. you know. So I thought I thought it was. I thought it was excellent, dudes. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Same. And I mean, that's I, what I was sort of touching on before, too. Like, I just really think it was, a, it was, it feels like maybe a movie out of its time, but I also feel like it's kind of the salve that we all kind of need right now. Mm -hmm. I could do with more media like this, like more positive, more upbeat. Um, you know, like, I don't feel like every story, I understand every story needs conflict. Yeah. Sure. But, but I would love. A, a little bit of lightness, yeah. a little bit of opening up the soul. We've I'm been we've been sitting in the mire for a long, long time. I just know? don't. Yeah, I'm in that space. Maybe I'm getting older, but I just don't <laughs> want to watch. Like, I'm not interested in watching stuff that makes me tense anymore or miserable. I mean, not, or not altogether. I mean, obviously, I'll watch I'll watch stuff, but I mean, yeah, I'd, well, I'd watch, much rather watch some comedy and have a good laugh. You know, yeah. watch some. Uh, Did you watch Marriage Story? With Adam, I, Adam I got halfway through and I stopped watching it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what, what? I haven't I seen it. Say, I saw all not the memes. I didn't like it. It's not that I didn't like it. Yeah. I just, I can't, but I, but I didn't go back to it. I stopped for whatever reason at that point, and yeah. then, and then I haven't watched the rest of it. Yeah. It just came out to me because I, I thought like for instance, I thought that film did a really beautiful job 
um, mitigating, like saying sometimes shit falls apart, but yeah. there's ways through and we can find it with love. And yeah, yeah, and like he does, you know, that midpoint gets pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the film, we see the, we see these people heal and we see yeah. them come out of, on a different way and they, f- they find love with each other. Yeah. And so movies like that, that's sort of what, Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Oh my gosh. Was that our time up? (laughs) Did you put a timer on us? Is that, are we pulling? No. So I'm actually, so things are happening on this computer and you'll (laughs) notice there are all these stickers on it. My, my computer is broken. This is my nine year old's computer. So she has dings. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think that it was like a Minecraft or something alert. So Oh no! I, <laughs> that's like, hey, your kid is like ins- inserting himself. Like my kid is too in her yeah. own way. Yeah. So um, yeah, sorry about that. No, no what are you gonna yeah. do? Well, any other, any other? <laughs> what do you think? Shall we? Uh, any other thoughts you want to dive in? I mean, overall, myself, maybe we'll just sort of do a little roundtable. So myself, Christian, I, I definitely would recommend this. I don't know. I mean, maybe one more thought. I mean, do you think a Gen Z coming cold to this movie? Being like, oh, I heard this is cool. Maybe I'll throw it on. Do oh, and and they know who Keanu is. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but yeah. I'm asking, like, do you think this is something that uh, a current generation could watch and be like, oh, that was fun, I got it? Or do you think, do you think it's just like gonna sail over the heads of a, like a 20 year old right now? I think it's definitely geared towards us. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's definitely this this the, the Bill and Ted face the music definitely succeeds because we love them in the first place on its own yeah. i don't know i don't know if you just threw out the third movie and yeah with you know you'd have to write a little more backstory i suppose but i mean the movie is there to to kind of wink at itself right it's there to be self-referential in a way without that would it be that great i don't i'm not i'm really know. i'm really know. not sure either you know but uh, because i also would think that but it, it would probably be cool for them um, to see Keanu because for them, mm. for the young people, the young people out there, <laughs> he's a meme. Like everybody knows, you they know, know him, yeah. they know Keanu, yeah. right? And so I think it's fun to to see that. But you know, because a lot of it is an homage to to itself, to right? itself, to, yeah, and yeah. and um, it feels like yeah. I mean, you mentioned love letter. You know, it felt like just a gift to to us people who love it you know and yeah. and people who who are not just love the film but love a certain way of of storytelling which yeah. is that 1980s kind of style the yeah. 90 minute yeah. film the with, the with the music that's like yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. whoever whoever did the first movie was a big u2 fan yeah but at the same time like i i think that there is I, I don't know if they would enjoy it as much as, as we did, yeah. but I think that there is, you know, because there is wonderful acting, there's some pr- funny writing, and even just the, you know, uh, B and T going through t- through time to yeah. get the musicians, like, that was super fun to see. Yeah. And there was no Keanu uh, or Alex in, in those particular scenes, right? right? So right, right. I think it still, I think it still works, but I don't know if it's gonna land in quite the same. Yeah. I, have, I have a quick story about Keanu when I was, when when I was going to theater school, uh, I was in New York, and there was at that time there was a, a store called um, Applause, which I don't know if you guys remember the the when we had when we were younger they, they were they were the publishing company that, that okay, did yeah. most of the plays. It was oh. them, them and Samuel French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, the 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 shop was right close to where I went to school, and, and one of the girls that was in my group worked there. Um, and it was a great place because you could go in there as an actor and, and you'd get an assignment and the teacher would say, you got to go find a scene between, you know, two men and it's got to be this type of thing or whatever. And you'd walk in there and there was this guy that worked there and you'd be like, OK, so I need a scene with two guys and it has to be this kind of thing. And he'd go, OK, bang, 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 bang. And he'd come back with seven scripts and be like, pick one. This will do you. It was great. This place was awesome. It's closed now since. But Keanu walked in one day. And this was well into his career. This is long after Bill and Ted's, after both movies. Um, this would have been in about 90, I don't know, six, So be- before so we all The knew Matrix, who he but was after post, Speed. Post, right, we all yeah. knew who he was. He was yeah. a huge star at this point, right? And he walked in and he said to my friend, 
I need all the books you have on how to act. (laughs) 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 Well, clearly he has read them. I love this man. That's like what I'm so awesome. Sweet, dude. Yeah. You gotta help me. (laughs) (laughs) That is a solid Keanu. This career's gotten away on me. (laughs) I need some help fast. Oh, that's awesome. I, I I adore him. Like, that's the thing is, like, I do feel as an actor, Keanu has sort of transcended the basics. There's just something innately lovable and mm-hmm. watchable about the guy. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, because I honestly do think he's turned in fantastic performances. Hell yeah. And I think he's turned in some absolutely shit performances. Yes, but yes. I also love... But I love that he doesn't bring that judgment to himself. Nope. Like, he kind of keeps just going and going. He's eager to learn. Yeah. He's always willing to try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something that I want to model. Like, I want to take He's those wonderful. fucking risks. He yeah. takes those fucking risks. Yeah. He, you know, sometimes they succeed and sometimes they don't. That's and, the beauty and of And that should be doing. life, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just cut your hair, Keanu. I want to see your face. Oh, he could have been. Or brush it back. <laughs> I, in the Matrix? So... <laughs> Come on. He's, He's a handsome it, devil. Gorgeous. Yeah. He really is. But he could have been so pigeonholed. He could have lived yeah. very safely within a contained box. Yeah. And and you know, I, I love I love his you love his soul, and I think that's what resonates so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another fun thing, just before we uh, wrap it up, too. I definitely uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I think they were initially planning a third. Mm-hmm. It came out two months before Nirvana's Nevermind album, mm. and that completely changed that social landscape because right. yeah. these guys were like hair band they actually fun fact another fun fact they shot Bill Excellent Adventure in 87 yeah. and then the company went bankrupt and it took them till 89 to actually get the movie to out to get it out yeah. so that's why maybe why you too so it figures so much yeah. Joshua well, Tree there's was so like much of it. yeah it's like right in that pocket you yeah. can hear it throughout yeah. the movie because I just I noticed you were rocking the Pearl Jam shirt here oh, and were you, a, were you a fan of grunge yeah, yeah, grunge guy. Because yeah. you and I, again, we're sort of same era. Yeah, and yeah. I remember, I remember, like it was like that, that was nab- a turning that, point for it, me. It was yeah. that Nabob commercial where they slap the ruler down and swipe half the beans away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm sorry, I'm dating myself. <laughs> and they leave the one bean. Yeah, yeah. but it, but like that that album, I remember. I was like, it was grade twelve for me, and I remember that album like yeah. just wiped the slate clean. And, yeah. and I remember Bill and Ted were like instantly obsolete. Like anything that sort of had that hair metal, that fun thing, like we dove. I mean, I remember it just, you know, like Guns N' Roses were kind of like on their way. I mean, they had their usual illusion, but it was like the last gasp. Yeah, it was. And then it would just change that what we desired and what we wanted. It was like a beginning of a new era musically. Yeah. And I I sort of feel like it really made Bill and Ted sort of obsolete. Yeah, that's a good point. We were kind of done with that. Hey, dude. All right, let's party, man. It was like, no, let's get fucking (laughs) serious. And. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's let's talk about how shitty the world is, and yeah, you know, let's like, get serious. It was, you know, like Pearl Jam was dealing with weighty shit. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then you had the LA riots. Yeah, it was and something just, that kind of seemed yeah. like it mattered. And then yeah. in, in yeah. 91, 92, you had the LA riots as well, which right, happened yeah. like you know very adjacent to Hollywood. And that well, and really America changed went the tone. to war. Yeah, America went to war. 1991 was it? Yeah, the the first Gulf War. The first Gulf War. Yeah, yeah. It was a weird time for everybody. I really do think it sort of you know what I mean like I don't think the world had any place for Bill and Ted so to have mm. this this feels like a little gift yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. like a, like a, like a, once once again we're stuck in this pandemic and we're kind of you know surrounded by a lot of dark media and yeah. it, it's just fun to have like an hour and a half of two dudes having a blast yeah. being goofy playing yeah. future selves hamming it up yeah. having a great fucking time yeah. and and just giving us a moment of respite and like I said I think I think these movies will probably this these movies Hey, cool, it, bud. Zip <laughs> 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 <a bit> little man. <laughs> I, was just about, I was just about to talk about you. Yeah. I was going to say, too, like like I said, Killian sat and watched it. And I do think these movies will have a certain replayability simply because there is a, a joy de vivre in yeah. them. There's yeah. there's a fun joy that's captured in these movies. These two dudes. A joy de vivre. <laughs> yeah. These, these movies are really ultimately come down to being about being excellent to each other yes you know yes it's about kind they're they're a movie yeah. they're movies about lightness and kindness yes know? and to, love and and love and love yeah yeah, yeah. i All think right. i think wonderful. ben just buttoned it for us i right think yeah. <laughs> yeah. party got, on dudes party yeah. on be excellent to each other <laughs> <laughs> <The other way. laughs> awesome well uh, we want to give a big old thank you 
to uh, Ben Cotton for uh, being in our studio today. It was an honor pleasure. to have you here. My Thank pleasure. You. Thank you for having me. Um, I know uh, you're a you're a fairly humble guy, but I do know that you've got uh, the astronauts coming up on yeah. uh, Nickelodeon. That yeah. looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, looks I'm like very a lot of fun. Excited about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got an incredible class. You got. Garfield yeah. Wilson in there with yeah. you, another amazing Vancouver actor. Who uh, else? Who Ryan else? Robbins is Ryan. in there. Ryan Phenomenal. Um, Natalie Bolt is in there. Nice. Um, uh, Bethany Brown is in there. She's an amazing yeah, talent. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, it's a very great group. And then there's a cast of kids that get launched into space. For yeah. anybody who's interested, the astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. About kids getting launched into space. Uh, so we'll keep an eye out for uh, fucking idiots. Yes, I love just love saying the title. Honestly, it's so fun to say. Yeah, it is like I, is it, but I feel like it's it's like I'm doing something wrong when I say it too. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm being naughty, fucking idiot. Can, can I plug something? Here? Please there's do. Yeah, yeah, there's a movie that's I think it's available actually today or yesterday, or if not, it's coming up right away. It's called Welcome to the Circle. Oh yes, and, uh, yes, yes. And, and Welcome was, to the that was circle. An independent thing that we shot here, and uh, I qu- that I quite like, and a lot of locals in that too. So awesome. Where uh, where can we check out? I Welcome think that's going to be on Amazon Prime. I nice. Know, I, I will I, include some links uh, to that in the footnotes. It's for worth this having a Google because I'm not the expert on these details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, where can our where can our listeners find you, follow you, celebrate you on the social meds? Oh. Um, Again, don't don't feel I you think, need to I share if you don't want. My Twitter is Benji Cotton, <laughs> I think. Yes, it's Benji Cotton. <laughs> Love it. We'll have fo- if 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 he does have that, we'll have footnotes. That'll yeah, be in Benji the footnotes Cotton. as well. Benji Cotton is my Twitter, um, and then Instagram I think is I am Ben Cotton. Awesome. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I certainly am sure <laughs> that I am. <laughs> But yeah, no, from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank it's, you. This was a blast. Thanks like, this is just much, a movie yeah. I wanted to, like, yeah. shoot the shit. Because I know you're a music guy, and I know, like, we're sort of similar era, and I just yeah. thought we'd have a lot of fun. Yeah, and I knew Sabrina would be all in on this as well. Always, yeah. always. Yeah. You are yeah. most excellent. Right on. Party on. Awesome. Party on. Well, I'll throw out a couple other things. I want to shoot out a big thank you to uh, our editor, Simon Firmager, and to Dane DeVillier for our original music. And, of course, to you, our listeners, for listening. Uh, you can find us on all of the socials uh, at Screen Scene Society and online at ScreenScenesociety.com. Uh, Screen Scene Society podcast is a production of Fish Flight Entertainment's YVR Screen Scene. And with that, this meeting of the Screen Scene Society is officially adjourned. Screen Scene Society!